Okay, okay, we're going to get to the podcast in just one minute. But imagine I gave you the opportunity to invest in Microsoft, in Apple, in Tesla at its infancy. And now you made all this profit and it would be unbelievable. You'd be so thankful and so grateful. I believe that that day is today for Torch. Because for the next 36 hours, every donation you contribute at givetorch.net is doubled by our generous matchers, and you can come in at the ground floor. Yes, last year, over 1 million people enjoyed our podcasts. You as well, I hope. And I believe we can get to 10 million this year, but we need your help. It's only one day a year that we ask. We need your contribution. We need your partnership. We love your partnership and your friendship. Please contribute at givetorch.net, givetorch.net. Every dollar is matched. I apologize for taking your time. Thank you so much in advance for your support. Enjoy this episode. You're listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. Welcome back, my dear friends, to a short and sweet Jewish Inspiration segment. This week's Parsha is the fourth of the special Shabbatot, the fourth of the special Parshas. We started with Shkalim, which was the Shabbos before Adar, Zohar, which was the Shabbos before Purim, Para, which is the Shabbos immediately after Purim, or the one before this week. And we have Parsha Sachodesh, which is this Shabbos, the Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh or the Shabbos of Rosh Chodesh Nisan. We take our two Torah scrolls from the Ark, Seven aliyahs are read from Parshas Vayakil and Pekudeh, and one from Maftir, the aliyah of the reading of Parshas HaChodesh. Now, what is that reading? The Torah reading that is special that we're going to read this week is the Parsha discussing the new month, which is in Shmos, Parshas Bo, and it is appended to the regular Torah reading. So we'll read those 10 verses dealing with the commandment of the new month, and we're going to see that shortly in greater detail. The Haftorah that we read is from Ezekiel, in which is read regarding the Paschal offering that will be brought during the Messianic era, reflecting the theme of the month of the HaChodesh Torah reading, Moshe's command to the Israelites in Egypt to prepare and bring the Paschal lamb. The Haftorah is part of Ezekiel's prophecy regarding the third holy temple, its structure, inauguration, and some of the practices that will be observed therein. Now, it's interesting that we just talked about that in our Torah reading, in our Parsha Review podcast. Our sages tell us that when two things you're learning combine, intertwine, it's a sign of God's liking to what it is that you're learning, Hashem's appreciation to what it is that you're learning. So my dear friends, just know we're in a good place. Hashem loves the Torah that we're studying. The Aftorah begins with the description of the various sacrifices that will be offered during the temple's seven-day inauguration ceremony, and then mentions that on the 14th day of the month of Nisan, we shall bring the Paschal offering. Much of the rest of the Aftorah is devoted to the sacrifices that will be brought by the leader and prescribes his entry and exit from the temple. So what's the background? This being the Shabbos that falls on or before the first of the month of Nisan, we also read the section of Achodesh, which relates to Hashem's words to Moshe in Egypt two weeks before the Exodus, instructing the Jewish people to set the Jewish calendar by the monthly new moon 
and to regard Nisan as the head of the months. Hashem also instructs to bring the Passover offering, to eat it with matzah and bitter herbs, and to abstain from any leaven items for seven days, and that's what we observe during the holiday of Pesach. According to most authorities, this is a rabbinic obligation to hear the reading of HaChodesh. Some interesting facts about this incredible Parsha HaChodesh, this incredible reading. So the first is that God shows Moshe the new moon at its moment of rebirth and says to him, when the moon is reborn, mark the beginning of a new month. Exactly. You see it like this. It's very important for us to realize that how do we know all of these details? I'm going to show you soon. The Talmud says, a very one of my favorite Talmuds. I'll read it to you now. Why wait? The Talmud says in Rosh Hashanah 25a, Omar Lahem Rebbe Gamliel. Rebbe Gamliel said to them, Kach mikublani This is the, the tradition that I received from the house of my father's father. Ein chidusha shalavana prusa me'esrim v'tisha yom. The lunar cycle of the renewal of the moon takes no less than 29 and a half days. The monthly lunar cycle will be no less than 29 and a half days plus two-thirds of an hour plus 73 of the 1,080 subsections of an hour. We divide an hour into 60 minutes. In the time, the Talmudic calculating of an hour was 1,080 minutes, not 60-second minutes, different, different setting. So the first thing is, so according to Rabbi Gamliel, the lunar month is 29 days and 12 hours and 792 halakim, which is divided by a 1,080 hour. The revolution of the, the moon around the earth is every 29.53059 days. Okay, when was this given to us? In the Talmud over 2,000 years ago. Who? By Rabbi Gamliel. Where does he know that from? From his father. Where does his father know it? From his father. All the way leading back to Moshe at Mount Sinai, where the Almighty tells him exactly that. It's not going to be less than 29.53059. So today we have scientists, and today we have NASA, and they have all of these telescopes. And guess what they came up with? NASA came up with the measure of 29.53058. Not nine. Eight, eight. They're two milliseconds off. I tried finding the source for this, but I heard that the German space, whatever they call that thing, enterprise, has adjusted that number to 29.530589. So they're one millisecond off from what the Talmud tells us casually by Rabbi Gamliel over 2,000 years ago without telescopes. And where does he know it from? Kach 
Mikublani mi beis aviapa. Whenever that is told told in the Torah, it's tracking back not only to his father's home, to his father's father's home, but all the way up to Moshe at Mount Sinai. That's something that the Talmud that was written over two thousand years ago tells us very casually as a fact. Something that we should be very proud of. This is our Torah. This is our tradition. This is what was given to us at Mount Sinai. And we have it like that. Boom. Okay? It is written in Genesis. Hashem made the two great luminaries. And this is the Talmud. The Talmud says a conversation that was going on between Hashem and the moon. So Hashem makes the two great luminaries. But then it says the great luminary and the small luminary. I thought there were two great ones. What happened? Indeed, at first they were both great, but then the moon said to Hashem, Master of the universe, can two kings wear the same crown? So Hashem said to the moon, You're right, go diminish yourself. So the moon said to Hashem, Master of the universe, because I have said a proper thing, I must diminish myself and become smaller than the sun. Hashem said to the moon, Well, you may rule both during the day and at night. The moon said back to Hashem, what advantage is there to that? A lamp in noon doesn't help anyone. Hashem said to the moon, the Jewish people will calculate their dates and years by you. But still, the moon said to Hashem, but the sun too shall have a part in that because they're going to calculate the seasons by the sun. Hashem says back to the moon, The righteous will be called by your name. The name, the small, is what was the name that was given to the moon. We see that Jacob was called the small, Samuel was called the small, and David was called the small, given the same name as the moon. Still, Hashem saw that the moon was not appeased, so Hashem said, offer an atonement for my sake, for my having diminished the moon. This is the significance of what Rishlakish says. Why does the he-goat offered on Rosh Chodesh, the first of the month, differ from the others in that it was specified for Hashem? Hashem is saying, this he-goat shall atone for my diminishing of the moon. Where Hashem, so to speak, is bringing an offering to atone for himself, diminishing the moon. And this is the Talmud and Chulin 60b. I think it's a very interesting interaction here of Hashem with the moon. And we say this many times when we talk about prayer, is that we should get into a discussion with Hashem and negotiate and talk. Because as we see Moshe, the Jewish people, and here the moon are able to resolve their differences with the Almighty where Hashem is able to appease. So this is a very powerful thing and specifically the month of Nisan is the month where we celebrate the Chodesh, the month, the Chidush, the renewal of the Jewish people. Now, we know that because we have a lunar, the shortest renewal of the lunar cycle is 29.53059. Sometimes it's a little bit longer, but that's the shortest. Therefore, some days have 30. Some days have 29 days in the month. So the month of Nisan has 30, Iyar has 29, Sivan has 30, Tammuz has 29, Av has 30, 
El is 29. Tishrei is 30. Cheshvan, depending on the year, on the leap year or not, is either 29 or 30. Kislev as well is either 30 or 29. And Tevis goes back to 29. Shvat is 30. Adar Aleph, only in a leap year, has 30. And the regular Adar has 29. So it keeps on looping back and forth, 30, 29, 30, 29, to make up for that extra day. Now, in every 19 years, we have seven years that are leap years. We add an intercalary month to get us back in order. But every 19 years, it's all reset again. It is interesting that Hashem selected the mitzvah of the new moon as the first national mitzvah. Basically, this mitzvah requires two eyewitnesses to testify before Bezdin, before the court, that they had seen the tiny sliver of the new month's crescent. That is the very first exposure of the moon's new monthly cycle. The Bezdin would then declare the start of the new moon. Being that Pesach starts on the 15th of Nisan, this special reading, this Torah portion is read about two weeks before Pesach begins. As was with the Parsha of Parah, which we read last week, our sages wanted the reading of the, this Parsha to be a reminder that Pesach is almost upon us. Only two more weeks to make the necessary arrangements to get to Jerusalem and to bring the Paschal Lamb. Only two more weeks for our house to be all clean, for us to be sitting at our Pesach tables, at our Pesach seders. So, my dear friends, let's use this Parsha Sachodesh reading as an opportunity, as a time to renew ourselves. Chodesh comes from Chadash, brand new. It's a new beginning. It's a new month. It's also a new year. My dear friends, let's make it an awesome, terrific new month, a new year, and a beautiful, kosher, and holy Passover. Thank you, and Shabbat Shalom. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, a Torch production. Become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit torchpodcast.com.